Good morning, and welcome to Hope Wesleyan Church. Please stand and read the call to worship that is printed in your bulletin. Truly our souls find rest in God. Our salvation comes from Him. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. Our hope comes from Him. Our salvation and our honor depend on God. He is our mighty rock, our refuge. Trust in Him at all times, all you people. Please pray with me. Dear God, thank you for this day and that we can come together to worship. Please be with us and help us to know you more. Amen. Good morning. It was great to welcome you to our worship service today. We are 
happy to uh, welcome the choir from Independent Presbyterian Church in Memphis. And uh, we appreciate their music. They'll be sharing more. Uh, Also, this is a little bit different Sunday as we are focusing on our youth in the church. In fact, they are leading the services today. And uh, we anticipate how God is going to speak into our hearts through them this morning. I want to invite you to uh, take a moment and uh, share a word of greeting with others who are here in worship today. one thing to mention to you tonight at five o'clock we'll be meeting in the community room for a time of fellowship and ice cream i know the weather doesn't feel ice cream like but that's okay you can eat ice cream anytime and we'll, we'll turn up the heat in the uh, community room we'll be good so we hope to, that you will join tonight uh, it's just a time of fellowship and time to uh, maybe connect with some folks that throughout the year may not have an opportunity to do that as i mentioned this is a sunday where we are um Focusing on our youth, and uh, particularly this morning, we want to take a few moments to honor our graduates. And uh, Pastor John is going to uh, introduce this uh, part of our service this morning. Good morning. Uh, As Pastor West said, this is the time of the year when we like to uh, celebrate our graduating seniors, the ones who are graduating from high school. And we are grateful to God for their presence in in our community, in our faith community. And we want to, you know, express that appreciation to God, also express our support to them as seniors, and just take a couple minutes to pray for them before they uh, sort of officially graduate and go on to the next step. So we're going to do that now. I'm going to have them come up to the front and line up across the front of the church here. And I know that uh, not everyone knows everyone, so we're going to pass the microphone. They really love this part. And we're going to pass the microphone down, and they're going to tell you uh, who they are and a couple things like that. Hi, I'm Amanda Hangright. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Houghton College. Hi, I'm Kelsey Mastin. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Houghton College and double majoring in music industry and communications. Hi, I'm Jill McNeil. I graduated from Houghton Academy, and I'm pursuing early childhood at BOCES in Belmont. Hi, I'm Ian. I'm from China, and I'm going to Northeastern University. Hi, I'm Daniel Peng. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm from China. And I'm attending to University of Massachusetts, Boston, I'm majoring in economic. Uh, hi, I'm Patrick, Patrick Wong. I come from uh, Cameroon uh, in West Africa. Uh, I'm graduating from uh, Houghton Academy, and I'm going to be going to Creighton University in Nebraska. Thank you. Um, my name is Davis. Uh, I graduate from Houghton Academy. I am come from Vietnam. 
and I will go to university at Buffalo next year. My name is Rupakana Kanchi. I'm adopted from India, and I'm going into nursing. Uh, my name is Alex Kajima. I'm from Rwanda. I'm going from my academy. I'm starting to say it. My name is Mai Nguyen. I'm from Vietnam. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Johnson & Wales University in Rhode Island. My name is Julie Fu. I'm from China. Uh, I'm going to University of Connecticut. My name is Avian De La Cruz. I was born in Manhattan, raised in Bronx, New York. I will be graduating from Houghton Academy, and I will be attending Houghton College. My name is Tin Ma. I'm from China. I will go to Houghton College next year. My name is Kel. Uh, I'm from Thailand, and I will be going to Penn State University next year. Um, I'm Tina Tryon. I'm from Vietnam. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Houghton College to double major in psychology and business. My name is Su Fu. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Indiana University, Bloomington. Um, my name is Jian from Taiwan, and I'm going to Washington State University next year. My name is Crystal Chen. I'm from China, and I'm going to Shanghai Community College for next year. I'm Keaton Guan. I'm from China. I'm going to Shanghai Community College next year. I'm Liu Zhen. I come from Shanghai, China. I think I will go to University of Buffalo. My name is Gordon. I come from China, and I'm going to Indiana University. Uh, my name is Jacob, and I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm, I will go to Indiana University. My name is Johnny Kim from South Korea, graduating from Houghton Academy, and going to Johnson & Wales University in Rhode Island. My name is Elena, and I'm from Shanghai, China, and I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to University of Pittsburgh. All right. Isn't that great? Yeah. Big hand. Okay. So uh, we want to just take a minute and pray for these guys. I'm going to ask them to turn around and kneel here at the altar. And have friends and family and anyone else, if you'd like to come up and just, we're going to lay hands on them and spend a few minutes of our normal prayer time in prayer for these seniors. And um, if you are a prayer, if you could come on this side of the rail, that would be good. Don't be shy. Come on forward and we'll lay hands on these guys. As we uh, pray for these uh, graduates kneeling before us, we also want to remember the needs of our world and of our community. And so uh, we'll, we'll begin there, and then we'll move into our prayers for the students. Please pray with me. Well, this morning we come acknowledging your goodness to us, your blessings. We also come acknowledging how much we need you. We look at our world and we see the, the pain and heartache, the suffering, struggles, fear, 
and we pray for our world. We pray for the people of Nepal as they continue to recover from these terrible earthquakes. We ask that you would comfort all who are grieving. We pray that you will give strength and and help to this nation in need. We pray for your church in Nepal, that, that it will be a beacon of hope in the midst of great despair. We pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, many of whom face persecution, opposition, threats. Give them courage and strength, and may their witness be life-changing. And may they continue to inspire us in our witness. We pray for the work of your people around the world, and we think especially of John and Sylvia Christensen as they prepare to, uh, to go to Southeast Asia to teach. And we ask that you would bless them, prepare them, and may those they teach be receptive to all that you want to, to, to do in their lives and to teach them. And, Lord, we, we pray for our own nation. And we struggle, as does much of the world, with injustice and violence, war. We pray, Father, for your grace to bear upon our nation and the nations of the world, and that you would bring peace and healing. We pray for the needs that we represent right here. We ask for your healing grace of of comfort upon all who are grieving. We think especially of Edna Howard's family her death this week, be with Dale and others, children and grandchildren, friends. We pray, Father, for all who are wrestling and struggling with physical needs. And we pray today for Bunny Austin and Mike Raybuck, for Jill Tyson and Bruce Brenneman, for Beverett, Micah Christensen, Linda Roth, for Dick Gould and Crystal Blake, Emily Cricklar, and for others who are on our hearts and minds today. And we ask for your merciful healing upon each of them. We thank you for your grace in each of our lives. And every day as we go about our days, you are with us and we thank you. And this morning as we think about the, the youth of our church, we are so grateful for each of them. We love them and care for them. And we know you do even more. And it is our longing to support them. And this morning as we pray for them, May they know your grace and your love and our love as well. And we ask this through Christ as we offer our prayers together. Father, as we uh, look at these seniors before us now, we want to ask that you would bless them in a very real way. May they feel your presence with them. It's hard to believe, Father, but we know that you love them more than we do. We thank you for the opportunity that we've had to know them, to teach them, to love them, to bring them into our homes and into our lives. And now, Father, as they go to different places, some close by, some far away, we do ask, Father, that you would lead and guide them and that as whatever they come, whatever trouble comes into their lives, whatever decisions need to be made, Father, that they would put you first, that they would remember your love for them and turn to you always. Our Father and God, this is an awesome day to see these students kneeling at the altar here. Some of them never heard of you before they came to to Houghton. And now they're kneeling and hearing your word all year. Many for many years, 
some students grew up here in this church. I pray that you would continue to touch their lives as you've touched them and they've touched our lives too. Bless them, keep them safe. And may they reach out to others around the world in the shining light that you give to them. In that name, amen. Lord, I pray that they would be reminded to trust you with all their heart. Not to lean on their own understanding, but in all their ways, remember to acknowledge you that you might make their paths straight. Almighty Father, thank you for these young people whom you have made and in whom you delight. Thank you for the many and diverse gifts you have given them. We thank you for the ways you have been at work in their lives. Thank you for the exciting changes that are in front of them and for the unique ways you want to use each of them in the world and in your kingdom. We thank you most of all for the assurance that you are already every place where they are headed this summer and this fall. I ask you to give them eyes to find you when they get there and to see the ways you have gone before them. Help them to trust you and to turn to you in both joy and sorrow when things are easy and when they are hard. May their love for you and their devotion to your ways continually grow and influence their lives and the world. We lovingly place each of them in your hands, Lord Jesus, rejoicing in the magnificence of your care. Father, we we thank you for each one. We hold them up to you now. We place them in your care. We ask for your blessing on each one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. stand and sing with us.
you may be seated. Please join me in the prayer of confession that's printed in your bulletin. Let's pray together. Most gracious and loving Father, we cannot hide or deny our sin any longer by our self-centered decisions and our self-centered disobedience. We know that we fall short of your glory. We see how we hurt one another. We hear your children's cries for help, but do not respond. We feel the burden of sin all around us, yet we are so focused on ourselves that we give little time or energy to others. We doubt your unconditional love for us and your everlasting desire for us. Father, forgive us. Turn us from self-focus to Christ-focus. Open our eyes to see and hear your passionate yearning for us. Lead us in the way everlasting through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament scripture reading comes from Isaiah 45, verses 11 and 12. This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and its Maker. Concerning the things to come, do you question me about my children or give me orders about the work of my hands? It is I who made the earth and who created mankind on it. My own hands stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the singing of the doxology as the ushers come forward to assist us in the givings of our tithes and offerings. Father, thank you for all you have given us and for this opportunity to give back some of all that you have blessed us with. In your name, amen.
Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Mark 4, 35 through 41. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Stand and sing with us.
may be seated. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for bringing us all here today, and I pray that you would open our hearts so that we can all hear from you. Amen. Imagine this. After a long, hard day of teaching and listening, you and your friends are ready to take the journey home. You head out on the water, and within a few minutes, you're fast asleep. While you are asleep, a wild storm brews up. All of your friends begin to panic. But you remain sound asleep, never noticing the harsh rocking of the waves. This is the setting that Jesus found himself in, in Mark 4, verse 35. Jesus had spent all day preaching of parables in the hot, desolate lands of Palestine. Many of you know how draining teaching can be, and many of you only have to teach for a few hours a day. But Jesus was out there teaching from morning till night. He was mentally and physically exhausted when he boarded the boat to head back across the lake. A few minutes after the ship set out, Jesus fell asleep in the stern of the boat. While sleeping, a storm arose. Wild wind, giant waves, and bright, deathly streaks of lightning. You can imagine how terrifying this storm must have been, because even the disciples who were raised as fishermen were terrified of the storm. When the storm intensified, the the disciples freaked out. They did not know what to do. They could not empty the boat faster than the water was entering the boat, and the waves were about to make their vessel capsize. In a panic, they woke up Jesus shouting, Teacher, do you not care if we drown? A drowsy Jesus woke up, and without hesitation, he rebuked the winds and the waves, saying, Quiet, be still. All at once... The wind dies down, the skies cleared, and the gentle waves began to lap against the side of the boat. When it was over, and everything was quiet, he turned to his disciples and said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? He was not angry with them, but rather disappointed in their faith and understanding of who he truly is. The terrified disciples, finally finding their words, looked at each other in awe, asking, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. After living with Jesus for over a year, they still ask, Who is this man? What kind of question is that? By this time, the disciples had seen many miracles performed by Jesus, like healings and the casting out of demons. They know what really makes him angry. They know if he snores after a long day's work. They know that his blood type is O negative, the universal donor. They know who Jesus is. They know that he cries tears of sadness and tears of joy. They know that he likes his pizza with anchovies. They know who Jesus is. They know the compassion he has for the young, the old, the sick, and the outcasts. They know of his courage and his fearlessness of confrontation. They know who Jesus is. But when Jesus takes control of nature itself, they ask, Who is this man? While at first this may seem like a ridiculous question, given their history together, it is indeed the right question. Throughout the centuries, people have struggled to grapple with this, but we all need to find the answer. 
And at this moment, the disciples were finally realizing the answer to this question. Jesus is God. Who is this man? Who do you say that Jesus is? I have lived in Houghton my entire life. I've grown up in the church. I know all of the youth group answers. Jesus, Bible, pray. I could list off all the books of the Bible because I learned them in the Schmidt Sunday School class. I have gone to a Christian school my entire life. Preschool, elementary school, middle school, and high school. I've gotten an A in every single Bible class I have ever taken. I, like the disciples, know exactly what it is like to live with Jesus on a daily basis. A lot of you have found yourselves in situations similar to mine. As believers, we find it easy to know about Jesus, but not really know who he is. For this reason, it is critical that we ask ourselves and answer this question. Who is this man? This story clearly demonstrates that Jesus is God. This is a significant and necessary part of the gospel story. Because Jesus is fully human as well as fully God, the sacrifice that he makes for us on the cross has meaning. If it were not true, we would be lost. Jesus needs to be God in order to take the sins of the world onto his shoulders. This divine side of Jesus makes him perfect, and only a perfect sacrifice could effectively bear the sins of the world. When we see that Jesus also takes the role of God, all of his teachings fall into place. In the passages before the calming of the storm, Jesus is teaching the people about the kingdom of God through a series of parables. We can see that this emphasis is important because Jesus being God shows us that the kingdom of God is at hand, that we will one day spend forever in heaven. If he were not God, all of his teachings would not add up. We long for a way to relate and to create a bond with God, our creator and our comforter. Jesus is a perfect mediator and direct connection with our heavenly father. He is like us, but he is divine. He is human, but he is God. And once we realize this, just like the disciples, we can see him work practically in each of our lives. We all face storms, don't we? For me personally, I face the stress of school on a daily basis. This is something that we might consider a minor storm. No one's sick, no one is hurt, but the situation is something that I need to call upon the Lord for peace. Six hours of school on top of sleepless nights due to homework can be pretty exhausting, so this is one of my storms. In the same way, there are also much harder storms and more serious storms that people face, such as dealing with the loss of a loved one or watching a spouse go through a life-threatening illness. Each of us have our own personal storms, whether it's a storm in a relationship, such as a conflict between a parent and a child, or a broken family, or even distance and dispute between friends. Maybe you're struggling with a storm dealing with life changes, such as a job change, a big move, or getting ready to graduate. Another common storm is the storm of moral issues, like addiction or a recurring sin. No matter what situation you find yourself in, whether you think it a large or small storm, Jesus can come to the center of it and bring peace. This does not necessarily mean that a broken relationship will be healed or that a loved one will return to good health, but it does mean that Jesus will be with you in your time of struggle, even if you don't get the outcome that you want. Jesus will bring peace in spite of your storm. 
We are like the disciples. We cry out, Jesus, why are you sleeping? Can't you tell that I'm drowning in my storm? Can't you help me? We get angry with him because we do not think that he is doing anything to help us. Little do we know what waits down the road. Jesus will stand up and say, peace, be still. Jesus can calm our storms. We can turn to him because we know that he is the one that is fully in control, that he can and will bring peace. So the question remains, who is this man? Jesus is God.
we receive the benediction? May you know that Jesus is God, and may his mighty presence in your life bring peace and calm into your storms. Amen.